Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Here's the scenario. You've never really grown fond of public speaking, but your son asks you to make the toast at his wedding. At once, you're so honored, but then immediately after, you're like, oh my goodness, and you have a few twinges of anxiety. Of course, you agree to do it, and you spend a lot of time crafting your speech and practicing it. You rehearsed it. You even researched biblical marital quotes to include in your blessing, and you found the perfect Bible passage, but it was just a little bit long. Nevertheless, you decided to memorize it. And then the big day comes and you're invited to the, to deliver the toast. When you get to the inspirational Bible passage, you get a bit tongue tied and you garble the words just a bit, making it a paraphrase instead of the direct quote that you had hoped to recite. Inside, you're devastated and you're embarrassed, but you manage to make it through on that day. You get through with the speech and then your children and the guests, they were so genuinely blessed by your sweet message to the newlyweds and they complimented you profusely, but you still couldn't get your mind off how you'd messed up that one part of the speech. You kept replaying it and replaying it in your mind and you went so far as to say that you would never speak in public again. Do you see what happened here? You magnified your teeny blips in your mind over and over and over again. You focused on them. You gave mental energy to them. You electrified them in your brain. You replayed all those slip ups, which in turn made you feel horrible, which then made you decide never to speak in public again. You gave mental time and energy to your mistakes and slight blunders. You fixated on them with your mind's attention like a razor sharp laser, cutting out all the positives. And magnification is the topic for part six in the Magnificent Monday series on cognitive distortions or faulty thinking. And let me tell you, praise be to God, that I am receiving so many comments from listeners about how this series is really making them think hard about all their relationships and even about how they talk to themselves. So welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. You're in the right place. If you're seeking change in your life so that you can have a bounce in your step, feel a little lighter and walk into the life that God would have you to live. Yes, your life may involve suffering and hardship, but you're determined to do life with God, for God, and God's way, despite all the externals. Now, how you frame your hardships is really key. What you think about most will determine your emotions and actions. What you focus on most in your mind actually grows. I know you long to live your best thought life and choosing to focus on God's truth 
more than anything else will get you where you want to go. Let's get started today by unpacking the cognitive distortion called magnification. On the show today, we're going to lay out what magnification is, what this type of faulty thinking can lead to in your life, and of course, how to disengage this type of distorted thinking. Please stay tuned to the very end so that you can kind of find the solution here and develop a few habits in your life that are going to help you with this particular issue. First, what is magnification? You have a general idea already. So let me offer you three N's, that's the letter N, to help you determine if you are prone to magnification in your thoughts, in your words, and in your attitudes. And remember, stay tuned because we're going to talk about why this type of faulty thinking is so damaging. And then later, we're going to unpack exactly how to help you straighten up this distortion. God's going to show us the way. So first, what is magnification? Here are the three ends: negative, nagging, neglectful. How would you classify your conversations with yourself or others? Are you mostly negative, mostly nagging, or mostly neglectful? That's the three ends: negative, nagging, neglectful. Ask yourself, do I ever make mountains out of molehills? Do I blow things way out of proportion? Let's talk the first N, negative. Do you gravitate toward the negative things that are happening? For instance, saying something to someone like this, why did you park the car in the driveway crooked like that? People can't get by on the sidewalk now. How hard is it to pull in straight? Now I'm going to have to go out and move it. Thanks a lot. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say those are not only comments that are negative. They're also quite a bit sarcastic and condemning. So the first N is negative. The second N is nagging. Are your conversations laced with any nagging? Here's an example. Honey, you didn't pick up your socks and you said you would. Then two minutes later, if you don't get that room picked up and your dirty laundry in the hamper, you're going to be in big trouble. And then later that afternoon, I see your socks and shoes are still in the living room. This is really getting on my nerves. Why can't you just put your things away like I do? Ooh. So we have negative speech, nagging dialogues, and thirdly, neglectful assessments. Do you neglect to say something positive when you have the opportunity? You've heard the story of the kid who so wants to please his parents academically. This kid brings home five A's and one C on his report card. What does the parent see? S-E-E, the baron only takes note of the C and neglects to see all the A's. And they might say something like, I thought you pulled your grade up in algebra. Or did you talk to your teacher about your grade? Have you been turning in your homework for this class? I thought you were in a study group for algebra. Well, these are everyday examples of magnification of the negative and minimization of the positive. Through our speech, through our words, through our attitudes, we might be negative, nagging, or neglectful. In short, do you magnify making a a mistake and minimize personal achievement? Do you magnify shortcomings in yourself and others and minimize your strengths and desirable qualities? Do you maximize or magnify problems and minimize things that are going right? Do you magnify flaws 
and minimize the strong points? Now, we know that magnification is and quite likely agree that it's problematic, especially in the life of a Christ follower. But what's the big deal anyway? What can magnification lead to? A whole bunch of anxiety. Well, that's for one thing, especially if you continually replay your mistakes or the mistakes of others in your mind. And we know that your thoughts create emotions, which in turn provoke your behavior. Magnification may even be a source of procrastination or absolute avoidance, as in our example of public speaking. One article I read, and I'm going to put the link to that article in the show notes, it's all about overcoming magnification, and it listed these consequences of magnification, anxiety disorders, anger, fear of disappointment, worthlessness, perfectionism, unhealthy habits and addictions, and even panic attacks. Now, whether you magnify the mistakes and the actions of others or in yourself, this type of faulty thinking can really lead you in directions you don't want to go. Thank goodness there's hope. And there's hope because you have the spirit living within you. So how can we change this mental slant to magnify the negative in the life of others or yourself to stop doing that? Well, let me offer you four action items to get your mind and brain charged up in new and healthier directions. Number one, confess any sin involved in this type of faulty thinking. Two, practice holding your tongue. Three, offer words that nourish yourself and others. And four, journal. Number one, go ahead and acknowledge and confess what you have negatively exaggerated in your relationships with others and in how you assess your own behavior. Matthew 7, 3 through 5 says, quote, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you're going to see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye, end quote. Well, part of what this passage is teaching you is that it is relatively easy to magnify the issues other folks are having in their lives, while at the same time, you minimize your own issues. So confess to God that you have a tendency to do this in your thought life as well as verbally with others, and then ask him for forgiveness. Ask him to teach you how to stop making mountains out of molehills. If you find yourself berating yourself for your shortcomings or mistakes that you make, as in the dad who fumbled one part of his speech, confess this and ask for forgiveness. Ask God for increased sensitivity about your tendency to do this. So number one is confess any sin involved in this type of cognitive distortion. And then number two, practice holding your tongue. Now that you've acknowledged and confessed your faulty thinking, ask God to put a sentinel or a guard, think of a soldier, at your mouth so that you'll be more careful to choose what words to say. Practice holding your tongue. Proverbs 10, 19 says this, sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the prudent hold their tongues. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. So number one, confess what you've been doing with your words and even your inner dialogue. Number two, practice holding your tongue. 
Try to just be aware of it, then stop saying those things to yourself and others. And then number three, switch back to words that nourish others and yourself. If you're a parent, for example, how do you want to feed or nourish your children when it comes to your meal prep and food choices? Well, you want them to consume wholesome, natural, unprocessed, organic foods. You want this to be the bulk of their diet and their nourishment. What types of, quote, nourishment do you want them to have spiritually and emotionally? I'd say you want to deposit into their hearts words that uplift, encourage, strengthen, and satisfy words that are healthy and good for their souls. Although no one is exempt from correction or admonitions, choose your words wisely based on the scenario, especially when the issue is something otherwise petty, like socks on the floor or how someone parks in your driveway. Start training your eyes to see the positive, like four A's on a report card, instead of honing in on something only slightly more unappetizing, like one C. Use gentle words toward yourself, especially if you are often your own worst critic. So we have number one, you got to acknowledge and confess it. Number two, practice holding your tongue. Number three, nourish yourself and others with your words and your attitudes and your actions. And number four, journal. Journal about these scenarios that are troubling you to keep a close eye on how you're charging them up, either negatively or positively. I know you may not want to write stuff down and it's not always convenient, but it really is a helpful tool in overcoming any type of cognitive distortion. To help train your mind to look on the bright side of things, make sure you you create a list of positives associated with each troubling event. For example, my kid doesn't put his socks away. Instead, go hug your kid and tell him how much you love him and appreciate him. And the fact that there are socks all over the floor means you have someone you love living nearby. Soon it may not be that way. So do you really want to die on a molehill over socks? Before you ever say anything about your kids' grades in school, be sure to notice first their accomplishments. Tell them how delighted you are with their efforts and how proud you are of them. And if someone parks in your driveway a bit funny, can you be grateful that you and your spouse have a car in the first place or you and your kid, whoever it might be? The more you magnify the positive elements, the more thankful and grateful you'll become. Praise God for the many blessings in your life. Like a son who wanted you to speak at his wedding in the first place. You did your best. Now move on. So once again, those four ways to overcome magnification, confess any sin involved in this type of thinking, two, practice holding your tongue, three, offer words that nourish yourself and others, and four, train your brain to nail down the positive using journaling or writing these things down to help you out. You can do it. Remember, what you focus on grows. What you focus on grows. So choose what to focus on on wisely. Those positive and healthy thoughts that you magnify will become more intense and create stronger electrical connections in your brain. And over time, you will no longer be prone to magnification with yourself or others. You might just experience that daily peace that you've been looking for to boot. Remember, the Bible tells you exactly what to think about in Philippians 4.8, and what you think about repeatedly will grow and will be charged properly in your brain. Paul writes it like this, quote, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is 
pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So there you have it. Another magnificent Monday's episode on the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast. Stay tuned. We've got so many more episodes to help you unpack this notion of cognitive distortions. Listen, this stuff is important. It matters. I know you want to enjoy your life with your children. I know that you want to have a healthy and robust marriage. I know that you desire relationships that are together, that you're on fire for Christ and that you're building each other up and edifying one another in your words and your deeds. And it all starts with your thoughts. Before you utter anything, you've had the thought first. So if you really want to live your best life, you must start living your best thought life. Let you and I commit together our way. We're going to commit our way to the Lord. We're going to trust in him and he will do it. So God bless you. And thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. Please share it with a friend or on social and tag me in the process. I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.